Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. If you are ready to transform your backyard into a haven of relaxation and luxury, look no further than our amazing podcast sponsor, L'Aqua Azura Pool Services. With over 20 years of industry experience, L'Aqua Azura is a name you can trust when it comes to services, equipment repairs, and restoration for all things pools. If you're looking in the South Florida area for your pool to be serviced on a month-to-month basis, L'Aqua Azura boasts an impressive five-star rating on Google reviews, and it's a testament to their dedication to the customer satisfaction and top-notch service. Also, if you mention Messi & Co., you will get your first month of pool service absolutely free. So don't wait. For pool service, patio renovation, or more, call them now at 954-793-7206 and get a free quote for any project. Thanks, L'Aqua Azura. Hello, friends from Fire Reasons. Welcome to our live post-game show. Inter Miami just beat Sporting KC 3-2. We have Ashley Silvers here, also Austin Robillard coming to you live from uh, Driving Stadium. Two goals by Leo Campana. One uh, a penalty kick in the minute uh, 25, then in the 45th minute. And Facu Farias scored the third one for Inter. Sporting KC, Saloy scored the first uh, goal of the game after a calendar error. And then uh, Pulido scored the 3-2. And it was stressful, but at the end, Inter Miami got the three points. And they are very close to playoff spots because uh, DC United just tied their game. We're going to go over everything that's going on right now with Inter Miami. No Messi, no problem. What do you guys think? Ashley, welcome to our live postgame show. Well, I don't know if I would say no Messi, no problem, but I do <laughs> think that overall um, it was a solid game plan from Tata Martino. Um, I think that, you know, I won't say that I called the lineup that ended up being and that I was way closer than the other people on this podcast. I would never say that. But what I would say is that, you know, they they went for people with legs and they went for people who were going to really press and, you know, try to make things interesting. And with Steph Nelly and Robbie Robinson, you got that. You got a lot of running and a lot of pressure, a lot of putting Casey on their back foot. Uh, Campana was immense. He did exactly what you want your number nine to do. And um, also Facundo Farias. I mean, he's a star. He's just phenomenal. And I'm excited. Uh you know, to see what happens. But there were some rough spots for sure. But we got the win, and it's another step closer to that playoff push. Cool, cool. Hey, Austin, it was a great game, and an exciting game, a, a way more open game than what we expected, I guess, in the beginning. And Inter Miami got the three points. I know you were not happy the last time you saw the team playing at home. So how do you feel now that they won this particular game? Yeah, no, I mean, it was... Um... You know, it, it definitely was a little bit more open than I expected. That's for sure. Uh, I, you know, we did talk about and think collectively that SKC would try and take the game to Miami a little bit, you know, given the fact that they are missing a ton of their key players. But with the likes of Busquets there and Alba there to kind of 
calm down the side and, and take control when they needed to kind of played into Miami's hands at times. And that's why they went on that three goal unanswered streak before Polito ended up scoring the second. So yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit happier uh, with the home performance. That's for sure. Um, I, I know that it wasn't absolutely perfect, but for the most part up until about the 80th minute, I can't say Miami took many wrong steps other than some individual errors. And I, I mean, you can start with the Drake calendar one. Um, but really, I think as an overall collective performance, there weren't many holes. Um, and, and I thought that, you know, offensively, there were times where they got into positions where shots should have been more efficient and effective. But in reality, they were getting into the spaces that were important. Campana making, you know, great runs um, into the box and getting found, really, which is extremely important um, by Dixon Arroyo to draw the penalty, and then obviously DeAndre Edlin on the byline to, to find him at the back post. So there were some really important um, decisions made by some of the attackers and, and for Inter-Miami. I thought that, that was extremely important to, to show without Lionel Messi. Um, and then defensively, too. Um, I thought that they did a good job, for the most part, cutting out Sporting Kansas City. Drake Counter was tested at times, but a in reality... A shaky game from him, very uncharacteristic. Right. I think that the, if it was if it was a more normal performance from Drake, Ashley, then I wouldn't be saying much about the defense. I, yeah. I think that, you know, the, the two goals, granted, Pulido's goal was, you know, a good goal, but in Miami was a little stretched out at the time. But the first one was extremely avoidable. And so if you really yeah. look at it, I thought that overall as a performance from the back line to the attackers kind of was a solid seven, eight out of 10 performance and you got the result for it. And, and then I think that that's what most people will be happy about without Lionel Messi. Yeah. I, um, you know, I think our midfield did a great job um, for, you know, really controlled the game. Um, I'm so I seeing a lot of comments here about, you know, Fadias fantastic. Let's talk a little bit about Robbie Robinson because, you know, <laughs> let me tell you something. And I know I'm in the minority. I really do. I think in that final third, he was, you know, he made some selfish decisions towards the back, but he's a striker. And that's what most strikers are supposed to do. Like, I'm sorry if it was, you know, other people, they would, they would have done probably the same thing, but the workload he put in and the effort him and Stefanelli both put in on either side of the ball was fantastic. And, you know, he, he did what he was asked to do, which was to make the team work and to make, uh, to make Casey uncomfortable. Obviously in the end, I wish he made, I wish he, you know, squared the ball to Campana to get that hat trick because Campana deserved it, but it's part of the game. And, you know, the players who don't normally start or play big minutes did exactly what was asked of them in this game. Like they did, you know, I mean, I think if great Drake was shaky, was very uncharacteristically shaky. If he wasn't, I could honestly have seen this being a three to one, maybe even four to one game. You know, I think that, uh, their number nine, whose name is escaping me, had a fantastic goal. I think it could have been offsides. I think that that you know it, it was very close. But um, besides that, it was it was Drake Calendar Pulido. It was Drake Calendar mistakes, and it was like some shaky moments that was uncharacteristic of the overall performance and the overall game plan. Um, a couple other people I want to talk about that I thought were fantastic. Like I said, Facundo Farias was immense. Carlos Arroyo, or not Carlos, I keep saying that. Dixon Arroyo, amazing job. Because what obviously Tata said to Busquets was, yes, you have to have your defensive role, but 
you still need to be a playmaker and you need to be a little bit more, more forward than I think he normally has been. And when he did, uh, Dixon was always there on the back line to make sure to clean up the things in the, in the back third. And so, so yeah, I mean, they did what we needed to do. They need, they won the game. They got three points at home. They gave, uh, Messi a reason to, uh, come back and, you know, play, uh, and help us push. Yeah, you mentioned some interesting names. If, if anybody listened to, to the pod earlier this week, the preview that we did, we all were in agreement, and maybe I kind of forced you into the agreement that we were most excited for Facundo Farias. But I, I think so that, that was a, it was a relatively correct decision from all fronts. And I, I think he shined. Um, you know, he got the goal uh, that maybe, you know, he wasn't, you know, shooting a ton, but when he did get that chance, he put it away. But mo- more importantly, he was trying to do everything in terms of connecting the attack he he took on the responsibility of getting from the midfield to the front and getting the ball in and around the area whether he had his back to goal on his first touch and and made that explosive turn or he just dribbled as far as he could made the runs into space I thought that he didn't necessarily play a flawless game but for the most part he was extremely extremely vital to a lot of the success that Miami had going forward Um, and I think that that plays into Miami's hands when you think about a Lionel Messi who I of course is the greatest player on the planet don't get me wrong but we're now seeing these very small 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 signs of him tiring out late in games when you have a guy like Facundo Farias who's able to come on and make those adjustments uh Tata Martino has players now to plug and play and that was something that we talked about earlier on the pod in, in the first couple of weeks about how with these players coming together uh the u22s and all the dps now they have players up and down the depth chart that can come in and make impacts and you saw that tonight seven players out on international duty do not let that go uh understated you had Kristoff who played today you had ruiz and ascona who played last night you had messi of course who played joseph who played robert taylor who played all in the last couple of days and yet again or yet Miami are able to go ahead and get the job done and secure three points. And that that was really, really important. It's not something that they did the last time they played at home with Messi on the pitch. So this was a really, really important result. And they didn't necessarily have to grind it out, but they did in that last 10 minutes after Polito scored. It it got a little bit shaky. Um, And I, I saw some comments earlier talking about how those last 10 minutes felt like a lifetime. I don't know if you felt the same way, but sitting up here in the press box, when I yeah. when I saw six added minutes, actually, uh, let me tell oh you, I God, was like, oh, too. gosh. And then there was the weird yellow card on Jordi Alba that extended the time. And then there was a second ball thrown onto the pitch that added time. So we get into like the 99th minute and I'm just like, ref, blow the whistle, blow the whistle, blow the whistle. Let's secure the three points. Um, and so I can talk about the three points all day. But the other result that was important, I think Alejandro mentioned, was that DC actually did end up drawing with San Jose. So I want to point that out. And with that said, where the table stands, and thank you for pulling it up, what the best producer in the world, by the way, um, DC at ninth place, now six points above into Miami in, four, in, in 14th. However, Miami have two games in hand. And they have games against New York City coming up, games against Charlotte FC coming up, games against Chicago coming up where they can go ahead and jump them in the table. So it's going to get really, really crazy down the stretch. That result against Nashville, if they were able to get all three points, it would look a hell of a lot better. But they're still in a prime position to make the playoffs, Ashley. 
Yeah, I mean, look, there's been so far since the MLS restart of regular season games, uh, we've had we've had three, three games, three, four, yes. four, 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 four Red Bulls. Red Bull. Um, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. We've gone three and one. You know, we're doing what we wanted to do. We said we have the twelve games. We we need to win at least nine. Um, and so you know we're we're definitely moving in the right direction. I think the game again in Atlanta next weekend is going to be tough as nails um two things i want to bring up number one if not Lionel messi i think the most valuable player for into miami of the last six weeks has been kamal miller he has been phenomenal he's been immense he has covered ground like nobody else we are so lucky that canada did not schedule games (laughs) international window because Again, was being just he's just fantastic. I mean, he's just blocking shots. He's making uh, opposing forwards uncomfortable. Just every game, he's like he's playing all ninety minutes, and he's just putting his whole body on the line, and it's been yeah. fantastic. Number two, our uh, set piece and corner defense much better than it. Yeah, been. it has improved. You're right. Today it was you know it was every single time I wasn't really like towards the end of the game. I, I wasn't as worried as I had been about corners in the past. Um, yeah, so th- those are my two my two uh, sort of things I wanted to mention. But, yeah, what do you Can think we, about Kamal? I, I think another key, you know, and you're right, about the recoveries and the way he covers ground, all of that, you know, can go unsaid and how you described it was great. But I think another key point with Kamal is his ability on the ball. A lot of times in this match when Miami needed to control possession, him and Thomas Aviles looked so comfortable. They were yeah. passing the ball in between each other, you know, and not every center back in MLS has that quality. And it's probably a quality that goes a little bit overlooked, but to be comfortable and have a guy like Jordi Alba alongside you, a guy like DeAndre Yedlin on the opposite side that Aviles can connect with. And then at times, both Aviles and Kamal Miller able to strike the ball up to the middle yeah. And find whether it's Busquets or Farias who dropped in, in between the lines, those things are so, so important. I think that's another underrated part of Kamal Miller's game that we have yet to really appreciate on this show. So I'm really glad you brought him up. And I wasn't really even focused, going to be focused on talking about him, but you're you're 100% right. I, I think that he does deserve some flowers in, in what he's done. Um, can we, Ashley, can we can we do Gian a favor? Can we talk about, about Leonardo Campana? Yeah, we- I, I mean... I said it a little bit, but the performance tonight was a real striker's performance, right? I, I think that, you know, finding the spaces, making Dixon Arroyo play that pass in between the center backs to draw the, the penalty, um, to find the ability or to find the position at the back post when DeAndre Edlin was down at the byline to get up and put put a – it wasn't really a thrashing header, but it was more than enough to get past the goalkeeper – Probably should have had a third, maybe even a fourth if he was found a little bit more in the box. He was getting into some great, great positions. And that was something I've always prided um, with Leonardo Campana on this team. He has always been able to find positions. It's just been about getting him the ball. And even without Lionel Messi tonight, they got him the ball in those areas. How important is Leonardo Campana to this team going forward? And why will he be starting over Joseph Martinez in the near future? <laughs> you know, I think he 1,000% deserves to start. My only thing is that I, because they're playing in Atlanta, Joseph may get uh, the nod. If it was any other any other game in yeah, any other yeah. place, 
I think it I think it would be 100% Campana because he's in his form and he absolutely deserves it. I would only say you may see Joseph start because of, of it being in Atlanta. But Campana doing exactly what you need a striker to do. We said it after the Cincinnati game in the semifinals when he got the last-minute header. We said it. Um, when did he also get – he scored two goals. When was he – he scored two goals? Um, against Red Bulls? Mm, I don't think it was – I don't remember. But any regardless – what he does, what he's been doing is when he gets his opportunities in the final third, he's he's converting them at a very Cincinnati, high, sorry, Cincinnati, right, at a very high percentage, and he's doing, he's having the strikers touch. It was a good penalty when he's, I think, been shaky with penalties in recent, you know, yeah. uh, what especially when it's in during the run of play, not you know shootout, he's been shaky, but he stepped up. Uh, he put it on the line, and yeah, he he did a great, strong penalty. His header, his core strength, and just his overall ability to to get to win those battles in the air, um, fantastic. I think again, Dixon Arroyo, same thing, phenomenal. I think they both were trying to show Ecuador, you know, something to prove, yeah. and putting their their best foot forward. Um, that Busquets to uh, Fukundo for the third goal. Was, um, but you know what? What is the number one thing that they've been that they've been trying to fix in world soccer this year, and that's delaying restarts. The number yeah, yeah. one thing on right. in every single professional league and international play, the number one thing that they're trying to fix is delaying restarts. And so, you know what? If it happened the other way, would I be pissed? Yes, but. That's that's part of what the referees have been told to do is if they're they're trying to have the game go quickly. He took it out of his hand. Uh, Busquets took it out of their defender's hands when he was trying to delay the restart, and he made the right play. And so that's just you know that's that's when you're playing get what with one of the best number sixes to ever play the game. That's what's going to happen sometimes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So first uh, first and foremost, I am not going to argue with you on starting lineups anymore. Um, you literally, you spoke Robbie Robinson starting tonight into existence. And Stefanelli. I said Stefanelli. And Stefanelli as well. I was so surprised. Now, we didn't see Mota, which was something that we possibly talked about, and there was some speculation. But Robbie Robinson and Stefanelli got their starts. So, you know what? If Joseph starts, I'm not – I just – I'm going to let it go. I don't know I who's going to start. I would prefer I would prefer No, I'm not, I'm not doubting that I can under – I can understand if there was ever a time where it's not based on run of form, but based on situation. I right. can under I could I could see a world where Tata says Joseph is starting in his homecoming in Atlanta. Um, right. You know, but we can see. Yeah, and so actually, I do have a couple of uh, keynotes. Tata Martino is actually speaking right now as we are hosting this this show, and um, Tata admitted that the first couple of minutes were not good. The Sporting Kansas City scored first. They 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 weren't the best couple of minutes, but then he said that they played well. He also said that they probably should have went and scored a fourth goal and closed the game out. And, you know, the image of the last 10 minutes is not necessarily the reality of the game. Overall, he's very happy with the performance, and it was an important game. And to have players that they had tonight, it was an important time to win an important game. Um, he talked about Leonardo Campana being very good. And he said that they found good through passes from both Stefanelli and Robinson out on the wings. And he also did talk about what we just mentioned with Aviles and Kamal Miller. It's actually their first time together playing in a back line of four. I think the only time right. there was back lines of four under Tata, Kristoff was there. So he was satisfied in general. He is expressing a little bit of displeasure with what happened in the last 10 minutes and, and how they kind of buckled down a little bit and were able to really seal the game out. 
But at the end of the day, it seems like he's a little bit, he's pretty satisfied with, with them getting the job done. And I think um, rightfully so. I do want to mention that, that boost gets past to Farias. That, that was a third goal. Um, brilliant. Sure. But the referee is, I think it's questionable for him to allow that because he wasn't even looking at the play. Um, I, I don't really know how to interpret the rules of the game. I don't know what the rules of the game specifically are, but that, if I was a sporting Kansas, if I was a sporting Kansas city fan, I would, I would be mad. I would be upset. And I think that the sporting Kansas city fans were upset. I can't really say rightfully so, because I don't know the rules of the game to that level because that's probably some intricate thing that I don't even think FIFA understands because they just write rules for for nothing anyway but that was a very quick restart referee was barely looking however genius from Sergio Busquets and I saw a tweet earlier uh from the soccer Cooligans part of the Dan Levitard network and talking about how how well Sergio Busquets has adjusted to CONCACAF which I thought was so funny because he really is showing that he could be a CONCACAF style player. He's always getting in tackles. He's always beefing with other players. He's always getting in the face of the referee. He's making those type of passes that just look genius, but are scrappy at the same time. Um, so I, I've loved that from Sergio Busquets. And I said on Twitter that I thought it's, it's one of his best traits since coming. He's really just adapted to the style that is played in MLS, whether it's a physical one, whether it's a scrappy one, whether it's a raunchy one, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I thought that was it was a fantastic, fantastic idea from Busquets. Obviously happy the referee allowed it, and it allowed Inter-Miami to, to get the three points. Uh, right now... Bang, bang. It was a bang-bang play, and like I said, if it was yeah, the other way around, I'd be pissed, but I appreciate the fact that they're really consciously trying to stop the delaying and restart. The game is moving so much faster, and it's so much more enjoyable. You know, the ball was not in a dangerous position, really, for either team. It was near midfield. Yeah, you're the right. Kansas City player... And deciding to fight it instead of he's a defender, he's a left back. What are you doing trying to fight and to try to get the ball in the final third? Like you need to run back. And so it's it worked out in our favor. But um, yeah, like I I I agree with you that it it was bang bang and um, it's it's it worked for us and hopefully it continues. Um, Thomas Aviles, I think this was was not his best game. Uh, for Inter Miami, he seemed a little slow. He was doing a little bit of of uh, I think kind of like intense tackles when he didn't need to, and he was getting beat a few times. Um, but again, like not everyone could be perfect. I also think Jordi Alba didn't have his best best game either. Um, but every, everyone else really stepped up, and and overall they did um, you know exactly what you needed to. And just one more thing on Busquets is that doesn't really matter where you play like when you're <laughs> one of the best to yeah. ever play your position you know put him in the Saudi league put him in uh put him anywhere put him in Brazil's uh prem league it's the same thing it's it's you know he's greatness plays anywhere so one thing I, I want to see what the reaction is in the comments so for everybody watching first of all thank you very much for tuning in to our post game show here on the five reasons sports network as part of Messi and co um, but let us know so we can talk about this. Do you start Campana or do you start Joseph? And try to be as unreactionary as possible. Take into take everything into account. Is it Campana or is it Joseph that should be the starting number nine for Inter Miami? We'll rally up some comments and we'll try and discuss what you guys think. And as you guys do that, uh, Tata is speaking about Messi. 
Um, he says that Messi has not spoken with Tata, Tata and Messi have not spoken with each other right now. It's not that urgent of a thing for them to be speaking anyway. He's still on international duty and will be going to play Bolivia in a couple of days' time. Um, you know, he has confirmed that it's not a, he know to his knowledge it's not an injury or anything that Messi suffered, which is obviously really good news and news that we suspected given the the quotes from Tata midweek and Messi directly after the game himself. Um, and then really he says that with any Jersey with Messi, it's the same since he started playing. And that's kind of what we're going to expect when he comes back and they're going to have a real chance at a playoff push. And that's something that I was down on earlier on, but over the last couple of games, my word, have they turned it around? And I, and I think what's, what's a really key difference, Ashley, um, and actually, I do want to get to the Campana stuff really quickly. I, I am looking at start Campana, depending on the game, Campana, 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 all the way, Campana but right away. But you do need to give a little bit of context. I mean, I would choose Campana too. Like, I a thousand yeah, percent I, agree with yeah. everyone. But what people don't maybe don't necessarily know if they're new to following Inter-Miami and MLS is that Joseph Martinez played for Atlanta for – five or six years, a long time, scored 97, 98 goals for Atlanta, won an MLS Cup for Atlanta. And so it's not just a a regular opponent, a regular team. Again, like I said, I think it should be Campana. I agree that from a, you know, deserving position it should be. But that's important context for this particular match. Yeah, I I definitely, definitely important context. I wonder what Tata is going to do. I hope that somebody in this press conference asks him that kind of question or just we can get some word on Leonardo Campana because it, it's it's really getting to a point now. You look at the Cincinnati performance, you look at his substitute goal in the last match against LAFC. It's getting to a point now where he is the informed striker. Joseph hasn't started for Venezuela. He came out as a substitute, only had about 20 touches and wasn't really effective against Colombia. Don't know what they'll do with their next qualifying game, but we'll have to see whether or not he gets the nod from his national team manager, but he's going to come back on short rest. Miami now have an entire week to prepare for the Atlanta game, uh, which is, this is now the actual, this is actually the first full time they'll have a week because they actually went from Sunday to Saturday. Now it's six Saturday days. to Saturday. So yeah. now they have the, the full six days in between to prepare. And for a lot of those days, Joseph will be away from the team. So there's a lot of different variables going into this. It's going to be really tough to predict. I think everyone can agree that right now, Campana is the informed striker. He probably has the most confidence out of anybody on the team. Uh, and this is even after not getting called up for his national team. He's definitely proving his worth to the club, um, to the front and office. So and handsome. So handsome. <laughs> I'm sorry, he is. Just exactly what you want your striker to look like, honestly. <laughs> he, I, listen, I, I won't be commenting on, on Campana's looks, but uh, I will say this. He's definitely not an ugly man. That That is for sure. <laughs> um, and, you know, another thing, too, when, when I look at the LAFC game, Ashley, and I look at this one, I talked about it a little bit, but the chances that Inter-Miami were giving up were not necessarily few and far between, but they were not the chances that they were giving up against LAFC in the beginning parts of that game. Like, yes, Drake Callender had the spill, so it looked like a clear-cut chance for the person who was on the rebound. But in reality, that shot came from 25 yards outside the box, and he was getting ready to get closed down. He just happened to get it off. And I don't know if it was a knuckleball or what, or why Drake Callender couldn't get the read on, on the catch, on the handling. But at the end of the day, it doesn't happen. And then outside of the Polito shot, Drake 
had to make a couple of saves in the last 10 minutes, but those, those middle 70 minutes, you saw nothing like you saw Buanga and Vela have for, for LAFC. And I think that that is a huge, huge improvement, you know, without a leader like Sergei Kristoff there with a back four of two uh, of a center back pairing that you haven't seen before, as Tata Martino mentioned, that is a sign of improvement. And I think that for the rest of the MLS season, it's going to be extremely important to hold that, uh, kind of standard, especially away from home. Because, of course, the LAFC game was away from home, and that's where you saw the chances and started off early. Other teams are going to have a ton of momentum against Miami. The home crowds are going to show out because Messi's going to be there. So nothing is really going to be playing into a, to their advantage away from home. So if they can secure a partnership between Aviles and Miller or secure a trio between Kristoff, Miller, and Aviles and have it be as solid as it was tonight or as solid as it was against Nashville, even though they gave a couple of chances, but really not that much, at least in the first 45 minutes against Nashville, that is a sign that they are improving. And that is something I, I want to see continue because it'll give them the best chance to reach the playoffs. They have to win games, especially at home. It got dicey at the end. Dropping three points was really not, it should not, not have been option. allowed. They, it was not an option. It, it was not something that could be on the cards for them. And as it stands, they, they're, six points out of the playoff spot with two games in hand. They don't play DC again, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think that they play them again, but India. yeah, because they played them home and they early on and then they played them away right before, right with when Tata came in. So I believe they're done against DC, but they're right there. They're right there. Every single point matters. All these defensive performances matters. And Tata really just has to get it right. And on every preview episode we're going to have going forward on every post game show we're going to have going forward, we're going to have questions about, who should be starting where, what the lineup should look like in terms of tactics. Is, should it be a back four? Should it be a back five? And right now I'm leaning a little bit more towards a back four uh, with what we saw tonight. Yeah, I mean, look, if, he's, if Tata Martino is not doing a back five with the current roster he had tonight, we ain't seeing yeah. a back five again to start a I'm game. Probably not, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, I think that our defense has improved immensely. Um, even from week to week, the game plan tonight was great. It worked. And like I said, this was the first game where I felt really, really happy with the set piece defense and the corner defense. And that was really a huge Achilles heel for us. So to be able to have that improve, um, it's fantastic. And uh, what did I, I wanted to say? Oh, <laughs> DC, I'm just, it made me laugh because wasn't it Wayne Rooney who said that he thinks Messi will have a more difficult time than people think getting into MLS, which yes, is, yes. Uh, yeah, I mean. Not which is crazy because Rooney actually had a pretty successful time in MLS. But he didn't, like, propel, you know, and then the quality, to where the they quality, were, what Messi The quality is, has yeah. gone up. The quality a lot right. has gone up a lot in MLS, obviously, since Wayne Rooney played. But to think that um, – to think that Messi wouldn't be successful just made, made me laugh. Um, a lot of <laughs> – even even the ex-Inter-Miami uh, assistant manager, Jason Kreese, has ha- – there's quotes of him in the past saying that it wouldn't – it would they would struggle. Players like Messi and Ronaldo would struggle. So, you know, I, take it with a grain of salt. But I, I think right now with where Miami stand and how – actually, this is my question for you, actually. The, the performance that we saw tonight, you take away the Lionel Messi impact. Does the team that was put on the field put out that performance against the Sporting Kansas City side that looked to be a little bit informed? 
without the confidence that they have playing with Lionel Messi? Do you think that that was even even plausible, or is Messi having an impact even away from the team in a separate continent? I mean, hundred percent. I think that when you are the greatest player of all time, and right now arguably a top three player in the world, like I said, like if maybe Holland or Mbappe, there there aren't many players that you'd put in front of him right now in terms of who you'd want to play. Um, I think that, and the commentator, the English commentator made a great point um, during the game that what's diff- what was different for Inter-Miami was that, you know, Messi attracts obviously a minimum of two to three opposing players around him at all times. And so when you don't have that in a game like this, everyone had to individually perform at a higher level. Um, but like greatness rubs off on people and, you know, they've had every single day of training they've had over the last six weeks, everything tactically Tata has installed, what Busquets and Alba, what Farias, what they have brought to this team in terms of tactical intelligence, making the right passes, being clean and crisp in your first touches. Um, all of those things have translated to tonight's game. And like I said, without, Without Messi and without what we've seen over the last six weeks, no, this would not have – I don't think this would have happened. Um, but with, you know, the chips on the line, with not all of our star- – with most of our starters out, everyone stepped up. They followed the game plan, uh, and they, they performed what they needed to. And greatness brings that out in people. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Oh, I don't hear you. Well, I Sorry about that. Me- there you go. Okay, yeah. Okay, so right on, right on cue. Um, Campana sits down in the press conference and the first thing he's asked about is winning without Lionel Messi. And he says, we knew we were going to feel it, it as in Messi's absence. And he says that Messi has given them a lot of confidence and they truly believe yeah. in themselves now. So right from the source, uh, you can you can tell that the Messi effect is is real. And, and I think that, you know, what Tony's saying here is is very true. The team has won a trophy under very difficult circumstances. That does a lot for a team. Messi aside, I, I think that that is a very important note, is that they have gone through such a rough stretch of games. It was, what, 11 games in 45 days. They're now hitting a stretch where they have time off in between um, match days, which is awesome. Um, I I think that that is a really, really important thing right now. And it, that won't be a luxury in the latter part of the the season. Well, once we get to those October matches, you're not going to have that anymore. I think actually leading up to the U S open cup final, you're really not going to have that anymore. You're not going to have that luxury. So to get the points now, while you are getting the rests is huge. The Atlanta game is huge. Messi coming back is huge. And you, you, can really tell that this team is buzzing in confidence. They look more sure of themselves and they're playing a style that you didn't ever see with, with, with players like uh, Kamal Miller under Phil Neville, DeAndre Yedlin under Phil Neville, Dixon Arroyo under Phil Neville. What playing about out of the back. DeAndre Yedlin for that yes. uh, technical? Yes, for that. But that was I, I'm more, 
I'm more referring to playing out of the back comfortably yeah. because yeah. they they don't control possession all the time in their own in their in the farthest third of the pitch or in the middle third of the pitch. It's more in the back half and they build slowly or they find a ball over the top to get through on goal. That's what Tata Martino has been known to do in in past uh, you know experiences as a manager, and he's brought it here despite the quality of player not really showing that it was there under previous, yeah. you know, regimes here at Inter Miami. So he's bringing a lot. Tata Martino himself, Messi are bringing a lot out of these players. And I think that there was another comment in here talking about Sergio Busquets and Jordi Alba and how, even though Jordi Alba didn't have his best game tonight, um, it, it's his impact is still felt because you can tell the huge. quality is there. It, yeah. It's it's huge. And I, you know, you see that with a lot of MLS teams when they get these type of type of players, the first one with Inter Miami was Gonzalo Higuain, and when he, t- or I mean, even Blaise Matuidi, really. But when Gonzalo Higuain came into the came into the team, and you saw a pass that he made that went across the field that you've never seen Inter Miami player make before, you can tell that the level of quality is really going to impact them going forward. And you see that now with Busquets, with Jordi, without Messi, and then with Facundo Farias. We've seen it at times with Diego Williams. We've seen it at times with Thomas Aviles. The guys that they've invested so much money into. It's absolutely paying off, and it's paying off maybe even more immediately than people thought. So quick. The turnaround is – it really, like, it can't – not to interrupt. It really cannot yeah, be yeah. understated. Yes, we we know Messi is the greatest of all time, but the impact he, he Busquets, and Alba have had in such a short time is nothing short of remarkable. It is unbelievable, yeah. Yeah. this team, the way this team is playing. It is amazing – Amazing ball. And and what we just saw um, from the press conference from Leo Campana is that Lionel Messi congratulated the whole team in the WhatsApp group about their win, which uh, is great to hear. And I'm glad he was watching and, you know, uh, seeing seeing his team perform. But the confidence he's bringing, I mean, we saw a couple comments about it. It's it's huge. It's immense. And it's the kind of things that, like, it takes you – it's going to be a really difficult stretch of games and not – forget the opponent we're playing it's about the atmosphere and the pressure of each game right like the results right. that we need right. to do what the hole that inter miami has dug itself into um so it's everyone's gonna have to play at their a level and and tonight's performance was a really good indicator of that and tata is gonna have to continue to pick the right formations the right lineups the right tactical changes and i mean like i said i'm not going to take all the credit for stefanelli and robinson <laughs> no you should you deserve it you deserve but what it. i will say is and what he did which is what i was sort of alluding to during our pre uh our preview is that you needed players to stretch and to push and maybe not necessarily have the number one quality but being able right. to hire out KC and be able to create opportunities and chances for players with quality to make the finishing touches. And they did. Yeah, they, they absolutely did. That, that is 100% true. I want to get to a couple of uh, questions in the chat right now. First, starting with Jorge, how many games have they won now? 12. I'm actually going to count live as it, as it stands. They beat Cruz Azul. They beat Atlanta United. They beat Orlando. If you want to call the win against Dallas in penalties a win, we're going to call that a win. I want to call it a win. So at, in League's Cup, you've, you've got seven. One, two, three, four, five, six. Wait, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, you've got seven wins in League Cup. One win in Open Cup, so that makes it eight. And then you have three more wins in MLS, which make it 11, and then a draw against Nashville. So, so 12 unbeaten. 12 unbeaten as it stands. They were actually, before Messi came, I believe, 
nine or ten beaten or and winless. Three of those Messi didn't start or play. Messi like, didn't start or play. Yes, that that is such an that's another thing that that's absolutely insane. And you talked about the pressure, Ashley. I think if I'm doing my numbers correctly, um, when Messi joined this team in July and was set for the July 21st debut against Cruz Azul, he was scheduled to play 21 games for Inter Miami. Seven of those ended up being League Cup games, at the max anyway. Seven of those ended up being League Cup games. Two of those possibly ended up being U.S. Open Cup game, and they're going to get there. So you had a semifinal in U.S. Open Cup. Now you have a final. You had the group stage games and then every single knockout game and the League's Cup final. And then you were in a position in MLS where you had to win nine games out of 12 in order to have a chance at making the playoffs. So every single game is backed by pressure. Every single game, regardless of Messi's name, is backed by pressure because of the circumstances that they were put in because of the first half of the year. Good and bad. You know, they, they, Phil Neville got them to the semifinal of US and Co- U.S. Open Cup. That was good. Neutral, they got to start League's Cup on a fresh slate. Messi did what Messi does. And as for MLS, they were in, in a position so – I don't even know what the word for it is. It, it, just a bottom-of-the-barrel position for them to be able to claw back out of it and not end up with a wooden spoon is remarkable in and of itself. But in reality, they are so close to a playoff push. And that puts even more pressure on these guys because the game against Atlanta is obviously an in-conference opponent. They're a little bit higher up on the table, but in reality, everybody's every MLS team's going to be playing on that day. They've honestly gotten almost every single result to fall in their favor. The mm-hmm. only, I mean, other than San Jose beating DC tonight, I don't think there's another result that could have gone their way in the last three match days better for Inter Miami. Yeah. So everything is going their way, whether it's themselves or whether it's their opponents. I, I just, I, I, it really feels like the story is being written. And I, I don't think that anyone who's in this live room right now would disagree. It's 100% being written. And I'm so curious to see what happens on Saturday and how the ball gets rolling with Messi back into the lineup. I, I just, I, I, man, it's, it's, it will be interesting uh, it's all the turf surreal. though, to see how that plays out. I mean, well, for, up from all things considered, it seems that the plan is for Messi to play and to start. Um, but yeah, I I totally agree with you. And um, you know, the team it's it's performing at such a high level, and it's so fun to watch. And it's everything that you you know that you could want. And so, yeah, I've been just so pleased with Inter Miami. I've been pleased with uh, the support. As someone just commented, was the stadium almost full? It was almost full. I mean, it had it had its ups and downs, but overall, um, it had a pretty good turnout, I would say. And look, I mean. Part of having Lionel Messi is that people want to want to watch Lionel Messi. I mean, that's that's part of <laughs> that's part of the the draw of it, and I think it's fair and understandable. Um, yeah. So overall, I think my rating for the evening, my rating for the season so far, uh, it's been awesome to watch, and we're getting everything that we asked for, right? Like this podcast isn't called Soccer and Co. It's called Messi and Co. And <laughs> he's bringing to MLS and the world. It's been just – it's been spectacular. And when it's brought to so, all these players, it's amazing. Yeah, they're that, all, they're that's, showing that's up. The they thing. know the world is watching. He wasn't even on the pitch tonight, and you feel his impact. That's it. kind of just how insane it is. Uh, I want to wrap up here with a couple other things that happened in the press conference. Campana was asked about not being selected to the Ecuadorian national team, and he says first that he wants to thank everybody who supported him 
Uh, he knows that he's at a great level right now, and he'd rather not talk about Latri, which is the Ecuadorian national team, and, and bother the team at all and what's what's going on because that's really up to the decision of the technical director, and, and obviously I'm sure he wishes them well going on um, in in qualifiers because he probably wants to play in 2026, and I think that if he keeps this level, he, he probably has a shot to be able to do that. So um, very humble response, and I think that that's the right response from Leonardo Campana. Just use it as motivation, Absolutely. keep your mouth shut, head down, support your guys, and wait for the next round of matches. And I think that that is the best thing uh, for him to do. Uh, Ashley, you got any other thoughts before we wrap up here on the game? No, I mean, I, I said it. Predictions from beforehand? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm the greatest soccer mind of our generation because I was pretty close to so. the lineup. <laughs> um, no, I'll, overall, like I said, um, they played fantastic. Leo Campana has played fantastic. Everyone really stepped up. Obviously, some rocky moments, but did exactly what they needed to do in this match. Um, I hope Messi continues, you know, to rest. And we'll see, obviously, how much he plays in the Bolivia game. Uh, and then we'll be right back here, uh, you know, next towards the end of next week with our preview. And things are heating up. They've won three out of four, unbeaten in four. You know the the race to get nine out of twelve. It's it's continuing on, and um, hey, this is what we're all here to see, right? Good to keep it Continu- going. Continuing it on and looking likely, I, I would say. I'd go as far as say is looking likely with the way that this team is playing with and without Messi. Uh, with all that said, Ashley, thank you so much, Alejandro in the background. Thank you very much for everybody watching here on the Five Reasons Sports Network YouTube channel. Make sure you hit subscribe and turn the notifications on uh, so you get all of our notifications for the live shows post game right to your phone um, as little updates and also for all messy and co content we don't just do live shows we do a weekly podcast or multi-weekly podcast to be honest with you english and in spanish bringing you all the coverage of inter miami and specifically Lionel messi on messy and co and if you're more of a podcast person on apple on spotify on google whatever your favorite podcast platform is type messy in the search bar Look for the logo that you see up in the top right corner and make sure to follow the show, download the episodes, and rate it. Uh, it would be awesome and, and such a pleasure for us if you guys could do that. One Ashley, more thing. Thank one you more for, thing. Yeah, yeah. One go, go, thing. go. Shout out Coco Goff. Winner oh, of the US, ladies US women, was, winner of the US Open. Fantastic. Uh, sorry, I just had to say it. Talk about yeah, greatness. I, She's awesome. That's my one little <laughs> plug. All right, that is the last plug of the show. Everybody, thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you all next time when Messi takes the field against Atlanta United. See you guys. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.